Welcome to The Collective Table, the ultimate female perspective on Jesus, justice, and joy with Chelsea Simon, with Dana Black, and with Claire Watson. We are all United Methodist pastors in different places of the ordination process. The three of us are working to provide progressive and affirming Christian content, resources, and community through The Collective Table. The Collective Table offers many ways to connect in person and virtually, such as a podcast. We are in our sixth season of the podcast, diving into the parables of Jesus. Each episode, we will discuss these stories that Jesus told, which uproot, not confirm conventional thoughts and ideas. They are not motivational snippets or general truths. This may seem surprising or unsettling for many of us, especially if you've been raised in the Christian faith tradition. Our goal throughout the season is to help you get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable. What part, moment, or person in the parable caused a reaction of resistance rather than acceptance? How might we, together in community, understand this parable from a different perspective? Can we allow ourselves to seek with curiosity so the breath of God can speak to us today in our time and space? This is Claire, and welcome again to Season 6 of the Collective Table Podcast. Today for Episode 1, you will get to hear from Dana. She'll be preaching her sermon, which is entitled, You Lost? Her sermon explores three parables. The parable of the lost sheep, the parable of the lost coin, and the parable of the lost son, or the prodigal son. These parables come from the Gospel of Luke, Chapter 15. In this story, Jesus is responding to some elite religious leaders when they were grumbling about Jesus hanging out with people that they did not approve of. So in response, Jesus told them these stories or parables. Hope you enjoyed Dana's sermon. The shepherd, the woman, and the father were human examples, experiencing the complications of life. They were just like you and me. Flower Hill Plaza is located at the intersection of Via de la Valle and the Five Freeway. It's a popular and hip place that includes a Whole Foods, Burger Lounge, and the famously expensive toy store, Geppetto's. There's a large billboard that promotes the stores in the plaza using some play on words. The current one says, Lost? Let our style makers help you rediscover yourself. I found it interesting that the billboard used the word rediscover instead of discover, as if to say, I've already been found, and if I get lost along the way, I just need a style maker to bring me back into the fold by updating my style. I thought about it and realized, yes, I do get lost periodically and need to be rediscovered. And my kids would add, that's definitely the case when it comes to my sense of fashion. Interestingly, it made me wonder if the style maker had also been lost at some point, and that's how he, she, or they knew how to rediscover me. Of course, all of us have moments of being lost. I guess we're in this together, you, me, and the style maker. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be rediscovered by the local Flower Hill style maker, but it was an interesting metaphor for today's parable. In fact, I suggest that all of us experience moments of being lost, or lostness, as I like to call it. Fortunately for us, the good news is that when we return for the first time or the hundredth time, there's a community ready to celebrate. 
Today, we kick off three months of discussions on the parables of Jesus. As you'll hear several times, parables are stories meant to uproot and challenge all of us. They are meant to expand our perspective. They are not general truths or statements about moral values. And perhaps most importantly, parables come alive repeatedly with every generation. With each, there is some historical context that is critical to understand. But at the same time, the Bible is a living document. For that to be true, it must speak to us in today's context. Therefore, parables present opportunities to practice what Franciscan priest Richard Rohr calls non-dual thinking by putting on wide lens glasses and attempting to see the world around us in a new way. By avoiding either or thinking, i.e. good or bad, right or wrong, and consider both and perspectives. Are you up for the challenge? Well, we'll begin with Luke 15. My guess is that many of you will be somewhat familiar with this entire chapter, or at least parts of it. The chapter is made up of three parables, known as the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the prodigal son. Traditionally, each parable would be discussed separately, but for this message, I'm going to use all three to talk about the theme of being lost and found. Being lost and found is an opportunity to grow and expand our relationship with God, ourselves, and with others. The experience of lostness creates a space to share our vulnerability with each other, to listen and to experience affirmation. It is a journey that when practiced together, fosters celebration, rejoicing, and yes, transformation. Just a quick side note, I'm not going to read all of Luke 15. We have printed copies available for you, or you can check out and download Bible Gateway app on your phone for future reference. It's a great resource that allows you to read a passage through a variety of translations. Instead, I'm going to summarize the three parables. As context, Jesus is directing the stories towards the Pharisees or religious leaders of the period. However, the tax collectors and sinners who were drawn to Jesus and his message would have been listening too. This annoyed the Pharisees because Jesus just didn't talk at the tax collectors and the sinners, but rather he built relationship with them. He sat at their tables. He ate with them. And I believe listened to them. He looked at them as part of God's shalom, which means fullness, wholeness, reconciliation, peace, and tranquility. The three parables have a similar structure, although the third one, the prodigal son, is a little bit more complex. However, in general, there are five movements. Each starts with a number. The shepherd has a hundred sheep. The woman has 10 coins. The father has two sons. The second movement is each one of them is lost. One sheep, one coin, one son. The third movement is some form of searching. The shepherd searches for his lost sheep. The woman searches for her coin. In the prodigal son, searching is a little bit more complex and nuanced in that the younger son, I argue, searches for himself, and that's why he heads off. The father does search for the son, even if it's only looking out the window and running to him before he even the son even is, is coming down the path. And yes, the older brother is left searching. What will he decide to do? It is searching. The fourth movement is being found. What's missing is found. And then finally, the fifth movement is the community rejoices and celebrates with friends, family, and loved ones. When I first heard these parables, the explanation given was straightforward, but a little confusing. I was taught that the sheep, the coin, and the younger son were the lost ones, and somehow their lostness was a result of their sin. 
the shepherd woman and father were awesome because they found them although the father didn't necessarily find the younger son as much as he lavishly welcomed him back into the home without consequences but how can a sheep or a coin break relationship with anyone or anything that's our definition of sin and thus be responsible for its lostness also while i recognize that the younger son bears responsibility for his actions i wonder what made him leave the house he literally said see ya i'm out of here did the shepherd the woman and the father bear some responsibility in the lostness what was going on with each of them that caused them to lose something of great importance to them as i continue to seek with curiosity and reflect on these passages i asked myself what if the shepherd the woman and the father were lost and found or rediscovered too in other words could every character in these three parables experience the concept of lost and found and the feelings and emotions that go along with this dynamic the dynamic of missing and located buried and unearthed neglected and protected the word lost has many meanings and feeling lost can look different depending on who what and where you are i know i've been lost literally emotionally and spiritually I was physically lost a couple of weeks ago when my family was in Paris. We decided to jump on some e-bikes and my husband Brandon and son Aiden decided to take off ahead of us. I was with our daughter Leah and we were being much more cautious in our biking behavior. After a while, Brandon and Aiden were out of sight and we're in the middle of a Paris neighborhood and some distance from our hotel. I had to stop, pull out my phone and try to figure out where the hotel was and how to navigate us back there. Thank God for phones and Google Maps. Brandon and I didn't speak for a few hours after this little escapade. He was definitely lost in my book. I've been emotionally lost when I found myself feeling happy and sad at the same time. This was my experience through much of the COVID pandemic. Super sad that we couldn't physically be in person, but happy that I actually had a little bit more downtime to enjoy my husband and kids. I didn't have to rush all over the place. And yes, I have felt spiritually lost too. especially when i try and keep god in a box with either or theology even though i know god is much more expansive and infinite than a box yes all the characters are experiencing feelings of lostness i imagine the shepherd felt lost when he realizes the sheep is gone did he fail to notice what's missing because he had too much going on around him what about the woman in the coin was she preoccupied and somehow misplaced the coin either way both recognize that there's something missing something's absent and the only way to be whole complete is to search and find or rediscover it then there's the father as the mom of 3 kids i can easily place myself in the role of parent i know for a fact that if one of my kids decided to leave under what appears to be not the best circumstances i would feel lost maybe there was nothing i could have said or done but it's still my child and to be completely transparent I would wonder whether there was something I could have done or said differently to keep them with me. The shepherd, the woman and the father were human examples experiencing the complications of life. They were just like you and me. The ancient Greek word for lost in this chapter is apolomi. It means to destroy, to perish, to be lost, ruined. That is one intense definition. Yet I can see how all of these individuals could feel destroyed or ruined. if they didn't find what was lost for the shepherd it was his job to tend and protect the sheep maybe they were his sheep maybe he was hired either way losing one would not be beneficial to his financial outcome same thing for the woman most likely she was a widow and this was her dowry all the money she had 
for the father, this was his son. You may be thinking, so where's the challenge? Where's the uncomfortableness in this parable? I don't know about you, but there's a sense of relief knowing that everyone in this parable is lost and found or rediscovered. I offer you that the uneasiness is in the movement from lostness to found. Let's return to the billboard example. You'll notice it says lost with a question mark. Depending on the daytime situation, our answer could be yes or no. However, if we feel lost and don't acknowledge it, we can't be discovered or rediscovered. What if the shepherd woman and father just said 99 out of 100 is fine or I'll be okay with nine coins or he'll return if he wants to. What if the younger said, I'm fine without my family or the sheep was like, no need to return to the others. Of course, this is highly unlikely since sheep are flock animals and are not created to be alone. Even the coin knows that she's worth more with the other coins than by herself. However, by saying, yes, I'm lost, we create an awareness that we can't do this alone. This is a vulnerable moment. I've been there before where I claim and share my brokenness and fears with others. In my lived experience, once I do that, there is a weight lifted and I experience a space where newness and transformation can begin. And it's cultivated and nurturing in a loving, affirming, and honest community or flock. The shepherd, the woman, and the father knew that wholeness begins when we're all one. That's why they searched. The younger brother knew that reconciliation, peace, and tranquility were achieved together, not apart. The sheep knew that he wasn't going to survive without his full flock. It is the sheep and shepherd, the woman and the coin, and the father and the younger son, knowing that the real good news is returning to community, to togetherness. The challenge is knowing deep in your heart and soul that God's shalom, God's upside down kingdom includes everyone, our enemies, those we disagree with, those we think can never be found, and yes, us. The mosaic is complete when all the pieces are connected, allowing light to shine through. All right, so don't worry. I haven't forgotten about the older brother in our third parable. It's clear by the end of chapter 15 that the older brother is angry. He cannot believe his father has thrown a party in honor of his selfish, thoughtless, and irresponsible younger brother. He's been with his father the whole time, working and caretaking for the land and family, and not once has his father thrown him a party. I know I can identify with the older brother. The father reminds the older son that you have always been with me and that all that is mine is yours. In other words, we've always been together. We've never been broken. Now the older brother must decide if he'll walk away or walk in to the celebration. As the reader, we're left to contemplate these options. I believe the older brother is going to experience a sense of lostness either way. The difference is if he walks into the celebration, he has the immediate opportunity of sharing his struggle, pain, and emotions with a community. He won't be alone. And maybe after venting and being validated by his father, brother, and family, he'll be rediscovered. you to consider and reflect on these questions. Maybe select one or two that trigger or challenge you. Don't try to answer or fix it, just allow it to exist. Journal, draw, pray, meditate, or talk to somebody about it. 
What's holding you back from the community celebration? Do you feel a sense of lostness? Do you feel like you can share it with someone? Who is missing, neglected, and hidden in this community? And finally, how can each of us become a style maker, searching and finding because we've been there before? May it be so. Thank you so much for listening. Together, we are what God looks like. The Collective Table is supported by San Diego United Methodist Church in Encinitas, California, and the California Pacific Annual Conference of the United Methodist Church. A big thank you to our producer and content editor, Claire Watson. If you'd like to financially support the work of The Collective Table, please visit us at thecollectivetable.org. There you can also find out more about who we are and view past episodes. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, YouTube channel, and newsletter, and keep up with us on our Instagram and Facebook at The Collective Table.